that was how I got through all my problems going forward was through soccer and playing. And so then that being taken away from me, it was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going through a really hard time. And instead of being my love and joy, it's being my pain and the source of my sadness, which was really hard and something that I would never wish on anyone. Hello and welcome to Before the Lights podcast, stories behind high performers. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today we're going to be talking to Jordan DiBiase, a Stanford women's soccer player who just came off a successful year of winning the national championship. Jordan has had years of experience with the national team and has seen a lot of success throughout her college career. But what struggles has she gone through? Today I'm talking with Jordan about her injury in high school and what it taught her, as well as other challenges that she's had to face and how it made her the person that she is today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and take a screenshot of this and share it on your Instagram story or any other social media platform. Just make sure to tag Jordan and myself at Brittany1Wilson. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to it. Right. Hi, Jordan. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. My pleasure. So you just came off a pretty successful year, right? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this year was kind of like a dream come true. <laughs> we and uh, we won the Natty, which was super cool. And um, it was just a really special season, I think. The camaraderie and the culture on our team was really special, uh, and it was cool to see all of our hard work pay off. Yeah, definitely, and you played a big role in that too. So, what kind of what what is that like um, going into this year and just working really hard and forming that team bond and everything, and then finally seeing it pay off all the way till the end and getting that feeling, like getting to share that feeling with all your teammates. Yeah. So. Like my freshman and sophomore years were kind of like a letdown for our program and that like especially last year we had gone into the tournament being the number one overall seed and were upset by our rival Santa Clara in the second round. Um, and in that game, one of our best players and our captain tore ACL. So like emotionally, that heartbreak is something that was ingrained in our heads. And since as soon as we started training after um, that come the new year, like that motivated us every day. And we were just getting after it. And like the freshmen that came in this year were really, really um, just like got on board really fast, which was helpful. And like that, they played a huge role in our success. And um, like personally for me, uh, I like half, like so base last January, um like my second mom and one of my best friend's moms was diagnosed with cancer. And so stage four pancreatic cancer um, and was battling that. And so kind of for me and my motivation this season was to play for her. And one of my best friends was on a mission and couldn't be there. And she would email me every week, wishing me good luck. So those are kind of who I was playing for this season. And uh, actually like halfway through the season in um, September, October, she passed away, which was really hard, but uh, kind of special because 
actually the day before she passed away, we had a game and my mom was going to visit her and my mom had told me she was going to visit her. So I texted her saying, mom, tell Shauna, I'm going to score a goal for her tonight. And then that game was when we played Arizona and I scored the game winner, which was really cool. And so she was able to tell her that when that was kind of like the last thing I heard from her. Um, which is really special for me. And then actually the weekend after we played in Colorado, so I got to go home and I got to be at the funeral and to see my best friend and their family, which was really helpful for me and to like be by my family throughout all that. Um, And then later on in the season, the Florida State game, it was our quarterfinal game. Um, The first play, I think it was the first 10 seconds, the goalie got the ball and punted it. And uh, my best friend on the team, Michelle, went up for a header and kind of got clipped and fell down and landed on her arm. And it was probably the worst thing I've ever seen, the worst injury I've ever seen. She had a compound fracture and bo- broke both her tibia and fibula. Uh, they were like out of the skin and it was just like really hard to see. Like she was holding her arm and when she like let go of it it was like in harry potter when they like changed when like it went (laughs) flabby and they took out it was just like really bad and um and they like splinted her immediately and like when she stood up she like passed out from like pain and shock and the ambulance had to come and um like it ended up having a lot of complications she ended up having a lot of complications with the surgery and that she had i think a series of like eight surgeries following that and um, one emergency surgery. And so like she was out for the rest of the season and couldn't travel with us to the final four. So the rest of that, I really like played for her during all that. Um, And what was really special was in that game, I, everyone was like, that's your person. Like you're gonna, you're gonna come up big. And I scored the game winner of that game, which was really cool. And then before I left, she told me like, score a goal for me in the final four. And I was like, oh, I'll try. But like, <laughs> I'm not there. If you see my team, like there are some amazing players that are, are goal scorers and I'm like not one of them. And so uh, in the semifinal game, the it was the weirdest, like, I don't think I could do it again if I tried, but this free kick came in and I like my play, like my defender was marking me weird. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to beat her to the ball. And I scored this header goal. And I was like, I did it. I did it for me. Oh my gosh. And so she told me if I scored to like raise my hand up and hold a five um, in the air because she was number five to know that like I did it for her. And so that was pretty special. And I did that. And we had like a big, big head, fat head for her. And we like held that up. And so those are kind of like my motivations going into season. And I really think that um, having that purpose like made me have and like really contributed to our team's success. Definitely. That's so, that's so crazy because I remember totally being excited to watch all those games, right? And I'm sitting here watching that Florida State game and I, I see somebody go down and like I see there's like comments on the video that are popping up and they're like who is that who is that like somebody's like oh it's Michelle Zhao or whatever I don't know if I pronounced her name right yeah but and I was like oh my gosh no like I wonder what happened like thought she I don't even know um and it looked like maybe a concussion I don't know and then like finding out later through like you and social media and just like seeing it like what 
happened like it was like oh my gosh and then at the same time seeing you scoring those goals I was like yes like let's go Jordan but it's like it's crazy how you guys kind of got like plugged with that adversity do you think it made you stronger in the end oh I like we our team came around like our kind of um motivation going to the final four playing in the elite eight all of that was like do it for Mish. like Mish is going through so much she needs a reason to smile like we need to do this for her and like having that purpose like no other team had kind of dealt with that adversity like yeah. on a personal level like all of them together um and I think like we wanted it more than anyone else and I think that's why we were able to be so successful like we had that purpose and I tell her that all the time like Mish, we if it wasn't for you, I don't know what would have happened. Like we were playing for you, all of us. Oh my gosh. Which was cool. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And she was like a big leader on your team, right? Like just talk about that a little bit. Like what's that like to kind of lose that a little bit? Yeah. She like, um, she's like the person that everyone's like, Oh, if you had to say the nicest person on our team, like it's Michelle, like she's just so sweet. She's so nice. She always is just has like a smile on her face kind of thing. Um, and so to see someone who's so happy in so much pain, um, was really hard for us. And like also, um, being like, especially close with her, it was really hard for me. Um, in that, like in the Penn state game, I would say that wasn't one of my best games. And I think it was because I was just so um, like mentally fit, like mentally tired and just like so many emotions going on, like my best friends in the hospital, like what's going on. And uh, it was, it was hard, but I also think what was really cool is that like, regardless of her situation or how much pain she was in, she would send messages being like, you guys got this. I'm rooting for you. Like, I'm so proud of you guys. Keep it going. Um, And like her positivity through it all, I think helped all of us cope with it and like Mm -hmm. get behind her and continue to play. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and it ended up pretty well. So, um, (laughs) so talk about your personal experiences too. You've gotten college to the national team since high school um what's that been like for you yeah it's been really cool um I actually think my perspective on like soccer the national team like just playing in general has changed so much through everything I've been through and I think that when I was younger and being on the national team then, it was like soccer's the end-all, be-all. Like, I'd get so anxious for these camps and just be like, oh, my gosh, I need to do well. Like, I really want to get called in again. And I don't know, I, like, sacrificed a lot. or And I don't regret it at all, but I think through everything I've been through, I just, like, learned how to keep things into perspective and – that like I love soccer and it is my passion and I love being on the field and enjoy every moment of it um but there's more to life than just soccer and that I think has been something that's like really eye-opening so if I get an opportunity to play with the national team I'm so honored I'm like oh my gosh this is so fun I'm gonna go make the most of it and try my best um and I think that's been like really helpful and it's put less stress on myself. So I feel performance wise that I do better. And then also I just feel more confident in myself and like more happy. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And I feel the same way. I mean, when I got, 
I got my first call up when I was, I think, a junior in high school. It was to the 19s or whatever. And I think I was absolutely elated. Um, and I hadn't had that experience. Like, I looked up to you in high school. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Jordan goes to these camps. And, like, I want to be like Jordan. But, like, when I first got it, I was just, like, more so I was excited but also so nervous that I think it kind of yeah. hindered that. And now looking back, like, um, I haven't gotten an opportunity to go back yet. But, like, I'm working so hard to do so. But at the same time, I think, obviously, my game has changed. But at the same time, you know, your mentality about it and, like, being able to actually enjoy it and then – that translates into actually just doing better yeah yeah it's like who you're playing for kind of I think before I was playing um to please the coaches or to like be the best or whatever um and it was just really superficial and I think now like through faith and through relationships and I just have a different perspective on why I'm playing and my purpose and I think that has really shown and been something um, that I've matured into and has like really helped me going forward with the kind of national team programs and college soccer, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. And how do you think your mentality is now compared to if you look back then, how would you kind of define it now? Like, like you said, like you're playing for other people or you just feel more confident in general. Like, what would you say you're feeling? Yeah, I think that, um, growing up, I think I grew up, I was really fortunate to grow up in an environment, um, that was really professional and I had a, a solid relationship with my coach who really pushed me and gave me a lot of confidence. And then I come to college and like, it's a total different game. Like everyone is the best, like you are competing among the best, which is so cool. Um, but you're not necessarily, necessarily guaranteed this oh Jordan you're amazing we love you you can do no wrong like kind of mentality or like um getting that feedback from your coaches because they just have so many different things to work on and so confidence wise like especially my freshman year coming off of being hurt um for what 13-15 months I didn't have a lot of confidence and I was a freshman um and I was lucky I got a lot of playing time which was really cool um but I just didn't really feel like myself. And like, I really enjoyed soccer. I really enjoyed my team, but I always just read into everything. And that kind of transpired into my sophomore year too. Like if I didn't, if I was subbed, I'd be like, oh, what the heck? Why was I subbed? What was I doing wrong? And like, oh, my coach doesn't like me. Or like, I just, what something or like something or another thing would kind of come up. Um, But I actually this past summer went home and was working. I met with a psychologist, like a sports psych at from DU and it was probably the best thing I could have ever done. And I just told her this, like soccer, I love soccer. And sometimes I just like, don't feel confident in myself or like, I feel like it's turning into this chore and I, I don't know why, but like, usually I get my confidence from like feedback from my coaches, et cetera. And I'm not getting that. And I think it's affecting my play. Um, and just, she kind of like validated that. Yeah. Like that does happen. So let's find ways to get around that. And so from like talking with her and just like different strategies, like I'll look up some like messages from my parents or for like, look at film or highlights, something like that before the game. And that, 
I started doing that this season and I've never loved soccer more. Like I did not want the season to end and I just loved playing and I just didn't. I just let the uncontrollables go and I just focused on my work ethic and what I could control and being a good teammate, being, being a good whatever. Like, you know, like I didn't obsess over something that I couldn't control. Yeah. Which then I enjoyed soccer so much more and this season yeah like you said then it's so much more enjoyable and you can actually like it's a sport and you want to have fun with it but sometimes you get too I don't know attached is the right word I don't know if that is but then you can actually like focus on enjoying it and having fun with it like you're supposed to um so growing up you had to face a lot of adversity in regards to your injury I remember through high school you were pretty you're dealing with that and it seemed pretty tough just talk to us a little bit about what happened and kind of how it happened okay so um my junior year I was playing in a soccer tournament and I went into this weird tackle didn't think much of it and then um kind of we just thought it was something little whatever I ended up playing on it for another month and then going to get an MRI found out that I'd torn my meniscus and that I needed to get it repaired, which a repair is a six month recovery. Um, But as far as like a knee injury, a meniscus is kind of thought to be like on the not as extreme versus like an ACL um, or something like that. Like it's a very basic generic surgery. Um, And so what was I think most hard about when I got hurt was I felt kind of like on top of my game. I felt really confident and um, I had just come off a stint with the 18 U18 national team and had just been called up with the twenties before the world cup. And so uh, this huge dream I had of playing in the U20 world cup was finally transpiring. I was going to do it. And then out of nowhere, like left field, bam, no, you're not going, sorry, you're getting surgery. And I was just like, what, what's going on? And I didn't really have time to kind of process everything that was going on because I found out about my knee and then three days later had surgery. Um, and I had never really been hurt before. So I thought, oh, the hardest part of, of being hurt is the surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was way wrong. <laughs> I like everything was just kind of changed. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't put any weight on my foot, on my knee or my leg for like a month and a half, two months. And so uh or like one month I think actually and that was hard just because it felt like um just all all of my teammates were super awesome to me like really supportive and then it was like oh five days later like they could go back to living their normal life but like no my life's changed like I can't do that um which was really hard for me and I had kind of like I don't know I think I initially was just sad and then just as it the process just got worse and worse. And I thought, Oh, you know, like it'll get better. It'll be fine. Like as soon as I can start walking, I'll be fine. Um, and so I, at like one month started walking, started rehabbing. Um, and then at like four months I started running and my knee was really, really hurting me. And I was not, I didn't know if that was normal or not. I told my PT and he was like, no, that's fine. That's normal. Like it should hurt you. It shouldn't feel amazing. Like you just had surgery on it. Mm -hmm. 
it was like, oh, okay. And so at like four and a half months, my mom went to run with me to watch me run one day. And it was hurting me so bad. I just broke down in tears and was like, mom, something is wrong. Like I, I, it just really hurts. And so she kind of freaked out, called my PT and they thought my surgery didn't work. Um, and then I got another MRI turned out that the surgery had worked, but I had a cyst, a bone bruise and some other complications. So I was in a brace, couldn't do anything for a month, month and a half. And then got that looked at after that time period, they told me, okay, um, we're going to try a cortisone shot. And then that didn't work. And so by like seven months, seven and a half months, like a month and a half after I was supposed to be cleared, I went in for another surgery where they found another tear and basically removed the rest of my meniscus that wasn't repaired. And so at that point, I was like seven and a half months um, of not doing anything, like any strength really on my knee or on my leg. So my leg was kind of like mush mm -hmm. and I had to spend eight months recovering and um like that was in itself hard but I think the hardest part like was mentally on me during all that yeah. like initially I would go to practice initially I didn't go to practice because of my limitations and crutching and that kind of thing it was just really hard to like crutch all the way out there I couldn't put weight on it and it was mm -hmm. kind of dangerous um and then from like after that I started going to training and it was really hard for me uh seeing like all my teammates and all my best friends doing what they love and me not being able to be with them and doing what I love was hard and I continued to go but as my knee got worse and worse being at practice got harder and harder for me and um I just like became kind of like I was going through a really hard time and it was hard to be at soccer because soccer had always been my escape. And now it couldn't be my escape because I couldn't be there. Like I couldn't per be performing. And um, I just, I went through a lot of my teammates too. Like I was a captain. And so um, me not being at practice to them, Sir, they thought oh like she doesn't care like she's not invested then like that's not appropriate for a captain not to be at, at practice and it was hard for them to empathize or realize where I was coming from and that it has nothing to do with like I love them so much um but it was just so hard I would go to practice and leave practice in tears every single night and it got to the point where my mom was like Jordan you cannot go anymore like I'm not letting you go um and it was like I was just I was I was sad like I mean I was never I never went and saw anyone or anything but I would consider myself like I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to go hang out with anyone I wanted to stay at my house um I did not want to watch anything soccer play anything soccer like I was probably depressed but I didn't get it diagnosed or anything um and like little things like my coach would be like oh like try to joke around with me like you're not even trying to get better when I told him like I can't I'm getting another surgery. I can't do anything for another month and a half. And like on a normal day, like that would be fine. I could take it. But yeah. I was just so um, at a low that like little comments like that would break my heart or like I didn't go to practice for a little bit, but I still would like made, I was like, I need to go to games. Like I need to be there for them. And so I would go to games 
and try to like help or give my like two cents on the game and they'd be like oh what do you even know you haven't even been at training oh wow um or like one of my friends was like our teammates when I showed up like oh nice of you to show up um which like they were joking but when you're going through all this and in your head you were just so sad and doing like forcing yourself to go even like just for your teammates those little things like really crushed me and like at one point there was a separate message created with half my team um talking about me and Mm -hmm. I wasn't a part of it and then like it was saying stuff and obviously they thought one way about something and instead of coming straight to me about it it was like brought up inadvertently and those were who I considered my best friends and so when you're like kind of going through a struggle like that that's when I you really lean on your best friends and like when that happened um was probably like the lowest of lows for me and I just I was like really hard um and I was really hurt by it and that was kind of the saving grace in that was that I had like a really good group of friends outside of soccer and that's when I really depended on them and um my like best friends really showed their true colors during that so it was hard but it also was cool to see who would be there for me through thick and thin definitely kind of thing yeah that makes sense and just dealing with all that stuff it's hard because nobody really knows what's going on and they joke with you but you know they don't know that you're crying at home every night because that was that's your love and your passion you can't do it so what else um were you kind of going through during that time that kind of made it also really hard? Yeah, I think, um, so I think the hardest parts were one, um, like earlier when I was younger, um, my parents had gone through a divorce and the only thing that really got me through that was playing soccer. Soccer was my escape and soccer was what I did to be okay. Uh, I remember after an exceptionally bad event or day, um, I just went to the fields and I'd stay from what, 3.30 to eight o'clock at night. Like I just would train probably three or four times a day and I just didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go home, like home, home for me was the soccer field during all that. And so run it forward. That was how I got through all my problems going forward was through soccer and playing. And so then that being taken away from me, um, it was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm going through a really hard time. And the one thing that I use to get through it is now something I can't do and is the source of why I can't, can't be okay. Like I, it's instead of being my love and joy, it's being my pain and the source of my sadness. Um, so that was really hard for me. And then another thing that was really hard or kind of like nerve wracking was that I, it just like kept coming at me. Like it wasn't getting better. It was like, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, this. And it was not knowing, um, kind of like, am I being a baby? Am I actually hurt? Or am I just like thinking in my head, like, I'm not okay. Like I'd never been hurt before. I didn't know, like, why is my knee not okay? Why am I not back? And more than that, like I'm a senior in high school, I'm starting my college career in eight, six months. I need to be okay. 
Yeah. And so that was kind of scary. And then like knowing that I had this dream of playing in the U20 World Cup. Well, that dream, I'm instead now at home, like unable to walk watching it on TV. Um, Those were like really hard for me. And yeah, I can't really think of anything. I think those are probably like the main influencers. That's huge. And like like your friendship. Sorry, it was hard. Like my my team, the team relationship was really hard. I remember one time being like, I don't even know if I want to go back. Like I, I just feel so, I just felt so unwelcome and so isolated. Like people I considered my best friends and my family. I no longer felt that way. I felt like an outsider looking in, um, which was really hard and something that I would never wish on anyone. Yeah. Like you said, it's just it was a roller coaster of emotions because you go from kind of being at the peak of your game, playing with the 18s, and then getting injured. But then at the same time, then it's they say it's okay. You play really well. You get called up, and then you know, then everything happens. It's up and down, up yeah. and down, up and down. And, and it was like, oh, I'll be back in six months. Oh, it's okay. I'll be like six and a half, like seven. And then it was like, oh, just kidding. Like, not that, not that, not that. Oh, getting surgery. Boom. And um, I was really negative and really um, just kind of at a lull after my second surgery. And like my saving grace was that at that point, we decided to go to a different physical therapist. Um and I, I like Sted, Stedman Hawkins, her name's Beth, like my saving grace. I still text her today, like, thank you. I would not be where I am today without you. Um, Cause I just, I came in with like the, I'm normally a really positive person. I was so negative and just so pessimistic and so sad and just at such a bad place. And um, she really opened my eyes and saw like the glass is always half full and kind of taught me to instead of thinking of what I couldn't do like having little victories on what I could do and she really is like the source of why I'm back and just like turned my entire situation upside down and I'm just so thankful for her holy cow yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask you if how did kind of your mindset change through all of that and what did it kind of teach you kind of did it make you stronger and like it seems like it really did and definitely helped that she helped too right yeah it was so like I think um so I think what was really special like now when I look back on my injury I would like I would never wish to have go through that again but I would never take it back and I just learned so much about myself and just about so many life lessons. And it was almost kind of like in the middle of it all, like my faith, like, God, why are you putting me through this? What is the lesson? Why, like, why, why is it not getting better? Um, And like, wow, like I really grew in my faith during that. And like, now I'm just like, I think I went through that so that now I can be there for people who now go through the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I've had so many girls that have heard my story and kind of knew that I went through like all of this that have reached out to me like shoot I just tore my ACL shoot I just did this and like Michelle going through all that she just went through and I'm like I've been there I've done that like I can help you like I just I think that it was a saving grace I think that before I was hurt um if someone if we had an injured player on my team I'd be like oh like not really give them the time like not 
kind of check in on them or just not go out of my way to make them feel loved um, and not really know what they're going through. And now I do. And I think it's just really nice because I, I like, I feel like there is a purpose and that now I can be there for them and I can be that aid that I didn't have. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like you're a huge role model even without this, right? Like I was saying, I looked up to you in high school being like, I just want to play like Jordan or I want to have the mentality that she has all that stuff. And like, we were talking before this, we, you know, you didn't know what I was going through. I didn't necessarily know what you were going through. And it's just, it's crazy to talk about it and realize like, wow, like she had to go through some hard stuff and, you know, just how it formed us in these different ways. And, and I think you're a role model for a lot of other people going through that, like you said. So that's really kind of special and important that you went through that, even though it was probably one of the hardest times of your life and even probably you didn't see it at the time right yeah well no when I was going through it it was just like wow um I would just cry a lot (laughs) (laughs) um which is pretty bad but it was kind of something that I internalized and I didn't really want other people to know I was struggling so it was really only like my mom and very close people to me um knew what I was actually going through and kind of on the outside, I didn't want anyone to know I was hurting, um, which looking at it really like everyone's so supportive and I probably should have, but it's one of those things where, no, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, what is really cool though, is that I just, I learned a lot and my faith really grew and my relationships with people really grew and just kind of, my love for life and like who I am as a person. And I just, I really matured a lot and just learned a lot of life lessons that really changed my perspective on stuff. Um, so like in the moment though, it's kind of hard looking back. I'm so thankful I went through it. Yeah, definitely. Those things that, that are hard in the time, but definitely form you who you're supposed to be. So awesome. So One thing or two questions I am going to end off with are if you could go back to the little girl who just started playing soccer, how old were you? Four or five, maybe. I don't know. Don't remember. It's all right. If you could go back, um, what are two or three things that you think you'd tell her, knowing all the things that you know now and going through those things that you did? Um, I think that I would kind of go for it, like make the most of every opportunity. Um, I think that there's a lot that you're given. And I think that sometimes you're put in positions that put you out of your comfort zone or you have your friend group, but really like there is so much more to soccer than the actual playing and the relationships, the life lessons you learn, like embrace it and love it. And just kind of also keeping things into perspective that like, I love soccer, but soccer is not the end all be all like, when I think of soccer, I don't want to be remembered for being a soccer player. I want to be remembered for being a good person, for loving everyone and for like just spreading joy and goodness to the world and not just being the soccer player. She's Jordan, like she's a soccer player. Um, And I think that's something that is important. I think it's really easy to get caught up into and that like I play soccer, that's all I do. Focus, focus, focus. But there's just so much more and it's not like it takes it's not a lot of energy to just kind of like 
be good and do good into the world. Yeah. And you can see that from you. Like, from what I remember and what I see now, it's just like, Jordan's always like the smiley one. And no matter what you're going through, like, you always felt like if you're talking to Jordan, like, she'd make you happy. So it was awesome. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you actually honestly answered the other question, which is good. It was, how would you kind of want to define yourself if it wasn't through soccer or through athletics? Um, maybe just expand on that just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to be remembered for being someone that cares and for being someone that's nice and, and that is loving it. Um, like you said, like I, life is so short and it's out of our control. Like it is in God's plans and it is so precious. So there's no point in wasting it being mean or anything like that. Like love everything you do. I want to be remembered for living life to the fullest and for loving everyone really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing everything that you went through and um, definitely good luck going forward. And I'm excited to see where you go with soccer and just life in general. Thanks, Brett. Thank you so much again for listening today. And I hope you're inspired by Jordan's story. Again, if you like this podcast, please share it on any of your social media platforms, screenshot it and put it on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and I hope today's story inspired you to go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.